Hi, my name is David Altman. I'm a junior music education major at Ball State University. I'm 20 years old and I've spent the last three years marching with Carolina Crown and I'm continuing marching in 2018. Awesome. So, in your own words, how would you describe drum corps? Uh, for me, drum corps is definitely an escape from the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more of a vacation, but it's like obviously a lot of hard work. But, um, you know, you're kind of able to zone out and only focus on a few things like your tour job and your show. And then the rest of the world is just like out of sight and out of mind. And so it's like really therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you first discovered drum corps? I was believe, 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school. Um, and my friend showed me like 2011 uh, rock star crowns 2011 show like mm-hmm. on his phone and i was like wow what's that and he was like oh this is you know drum corps and i had no idea what it was but that's the first time i remember like knowing like seeing a drum corps my dad had talked to me about it before like when i was in seventh and eighth grade but he never like elaborated on what drum corps was mm-hmm. so okay um so i assume you marched in high school yeah okay uh-huh. and where I did, did you um, go I went to, so my freshman year, I was at Olympic High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, kind of a small high school band, like 60, 60 to 80 members when I was there. And okay. then I moved to Castle High School in Newburgh, Indiana um, at the end of my freshman year. So then I finished out marching high school at Castle. Okay. And did you compete? Yeah. We are a very competitive band. Okay. Um so this is kind of a fun question um can you explain what a euphonium is because i play and it's always like it's funny to like describe what it is because nobody knows what it is if like they aren't in band no one knows what a euphonium is so the best i've had to describe this instrument to my uh my dentist actually (laughs) because they're not my dentist but like the the person who like cleans my teeth but that's not the dentist i forgot what they're called Uh, the dental hygienist because she, like, has asked what I do during the summer. I'm like, oh, I play euphonium. And she's like, I got no idea what that is. Uh-huh. So I just, if I'm talking about concert euphonium, I say that it's a really small tuba. Yeah. Because people know what a tuba generally looks like. It's in the same family. So I just say it's like a half-size tuba. And people usually get the gist. But if I'm talking about marching euphonium, I say it's just a really big trumpet. Mm-hmm. Because it's basically just a really big trumpet. Yeah. So then people have, like, a... At least they can visualize it if they don't know what it sounds like. I say it's like this or like this, but it sounds in the range of a trombone, and they usually can kind of figure it out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So, um, so let's see the next question. Uh, what drew you to DCI? What made you decide you wanted to march? Um, well, like I said, my, my, my dad talked about drum corps a little bit to me in middle school, so I kind of... It was like kind of implanted in my head, and then my friend showed it to me in high school. But in 2012, one of my friends, when I moved to Indiana, he had tickets to DCI finals um, for 12th, and so me and him went up there, and we had like the pretty like nice like $75 seat tickets, mm-hmm. and so that was like my first experience at a show, and it was finals, so you know everyone's at the top of their game, and like. When, when after that, I was like, okay, like, I think I know what I want to do now. And that's when I was a sophomore in high school. And then every year from that, I went to finals, 12 through 14 to watch. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with that. Okay. 
Um, so what made you choose Crown? Well, yeah, so I grew up, I spent, or from ages 6 to 14, I lived in Charlotte, which is a hop skipping away from Fort Mill, South Carolina, mm-hmm. where Crown is, um, where Crown stationed at. Uh, a lot of my friends from middle school transitioned into high school. They went to Nations Ford in Fort Mill, um, which are two of the bands in South Carolina, and that's where Crown holds their camps, actually. Mm -hmm. So I had a few friends who had been to Crown camps, and it was kind of like a local thing. Um, And then I didn't really get exposed to drum corps until after I moved away from Charlotte. Um, But, you know, knowing that Crown was a part of, like, North Carolina and all that stuff really drew me to the organization because that's where I was from. So it's kind of an extension of my home. Yeah. Um, And, you know developing my musical abilities and stuff started in charlotte so you know i have a lot of home ties to that and then obviously crown like i saw their 2012 show and i was just blown away i was like wow they're from they're from where i'm from yeah and they have the best brass line like i think that's what i want to do that was a great show that that was for the common good right that was yeah Yeah. that's like are you i mean we still we have members on staff we don't have anyone marching who marched that show but we have members on staff who March that show and they still complain about how hard it was <laughs> yeah that that show is like i mean i hadn't i'd been a fan of crown for a while but like i had never watched that show taking the time to finally discovered it and it's it's one of my favorites yeah it's funny like we're anytime we come so like 2016 had a really hard movement mm-hmm. and we would complain about it like as members because like it's difficult but all of our staff members that had march 12 were like hey like, it's not as bad as Dreams, which was the opening movement of that show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as bad as that, so, you know, complain, but just know that it could be worse. Yeah. Or like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, are you close with uh, any members of, like, other cores? Yeah, I, um, maybe not my first two years, but especially going into my third year, you start to kind of branch out from just the members within your core, and you start to meet other people and um so i have and not only that i have friends who i graduated with who Mm -hmm. are you know have spread out kind of around the drum corps uh wgi world so a few of my like one of my friends is that i graduated from is you know leadership at the cadets um another guy is in the bass bass drum section at phantom and then two mellophones also march phantom um and then just you know by meeting people and going on tour and kind of having other people know who I am, I've been able to, like, branch out and just kind of meet people. I have a lot of friends at the Blue Devils and Blue Coats and Troopers, mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of enjoying that community together. Yeah, okay. Um, so, when it comes to auditioning, um, as a, this is your fourth season you're going into, correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when it comes to auditioning, do you have to audition, like, multiple times like do you have to go again even though you've already like made crown in the past okay um technically so the technical term is yes okay i have to show up to the audition camps the same as everyone else and i have to um i have to do everything except for the individual audition with um matt harloff or whoever else is on you know the section tech Mm -hmm. who is in there in the room for auditions um the reason that they do that is, and same with visual audition, I don't have to re-audition visually. Um, but the reason the reason they do that is because they have so many people that they have to listen to, and so they're not going to 
waste time listening to someone who they've already who they know can you know handle the book yeah. and who has achieved it before um the only time where it would like be a problem is if i showed up and like was you know really bad had been like slacking on my practicing mm-hmm. but um they don't really hold any so like the audition process it's like you got a contract but that doesn't necessarily guarantee you'll be on the field because mm-hmm. um, like if say for instance if i showed up to the next camp and we do OTMs, which are on-the-move assignments, where we perform any drill by ourselves in front of Harloff and the rest of the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I were to, like, really, really bomb that and do, like, horrible, um, there would be potential for someone else who is maybe in an alternate position who mm-hmm. outperformed me to take my spot. Okay. Gotcha. So I don't have to re-audition, but I still have to maintain, you know, the same level of performance as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So, how do you practice, like, over the off-season? Like, are you just constantly, like, playing your euphonium, or what do you do? Um, well, you know, being in the School of Music, I'm playing almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have video assignments that we have to do. So, okay. we have a few. Um, it depends on the section that you're in. For the baritones, we have a few excerpts that are, like, the technical excerpts from the music. Um, from our show music that we have to work on and record videos of us playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, throughout the week, I'll hit those at different tempos to try to work them up to the tempo that's due. Yeah. And then we also have marching, the marching assignment, the OTM, which we have to record. Um, we have to submit a video, and then we also have to do a live performance of the OTM okay. um, at the camp. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. Crown for the past two years has won the Jim Ott Award, as you know obviously. Um, yep. Explain to me what that award is. So the Jim Ott High Brass Award is the um, trophy given to the drum corps where the brass on-field performance judge has um, throughout all three nights of finals, so prelims, semis, and finals, the average score, the average highest score of those three nights um, for the brass on-field performance judge, they get the best brass award which just means that, you know, they have the best brass line of the year mm-hmm. um, consistently throughout the last three shows. Okay. Um, so after winning that two years in a row, does that put a lot of pressure on, like, you and the rest of the core, or is that something you don't really think about? Um, that's, a, that's a really good question. Actually, it, it, does, for, it does put a lot of pressure on um, the horn line to maintain that standard um, because any any time that we are not meeting the same level as years past, mm-hmm. um, the judges really kind of dog on us. They kind of like, you know, they'll be like, oh, that's not crown brass because yeah. you're not as good as what I heard at finals last year. So that definitely puts a lot of pressure on us. And um, I mean, even if you look at the, the, the book going back, so like the brass book going from 13 till now, we kind of are constantly looking for new angles mm-hmm. that we can do something really cool on that we haven't done before. Yeah, um, that puts a lot of pressure on the staff who designs our book, um, and then also the members to perform it at the level. Because if they give us something really challenging, we want to be able to do it so they don't have to water down the parts. Because um, you know the content score will be higher, and if we can achieve it at the high level and maintain the same level of performance. Um, if Crown Brass is the best that they can be from year to year, mm-hmm. then we will maintain that award. Um, 
But, you know, that's not like, that's also not like the primary goal of the season, obviously, is not to win brass. Yeah. We want to be the best for ourselves. And if we do that, then most likely we will take home that trophy. But mm-hmm. that's not like the main thing we try to focus on. We just like to be clean. Yeah. Um, so, kind of moving away from Crown, um, you, you post like workout stuff on your social media. Um, do people ever <laughs> respond to that? Yeah, I get, I get, basically I get two, two main responses from it. And it's actually, it's kind of interesting. Um, so I get, I get on one side, it's like, wow, like I appreciate what you're doing. This is really cool. Like, I don't know that either. I don't know this information or like seeing, cause I, I like to post throughout, you know, my development. Cause after the summer I've lost about 15, between 15 to 20 pounds, mm-hmm. um, most of it being muscle just from the way that, you know, the physical activity we do during the summer and the fact that I'm not, you know, in the weight room lifting yeah. consistently. Um, so I like to start over at the beginning of the school year and kind of keep a progress tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, so on one side, you have people that are like, wow, like, this is really cool. I love to see your development and your growth. Um, and it helps me because, like, it helps inspire me to get into the gym and to start doing some of these things and... Um, incorporating a little bit of that into like how I prepare for DC, like for, for the drum corps season to mm-hmm. not get injured. Um, you know, some people are really appreciative of that. And then on the other side, you have people that are like, wow, that makes you look really douchey. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, posting about that stuff, like we get it, you work out a lot, like that mm-hmm. makes you kind of a douche. So I get, I get both sides. It's actually interesting. Um, anytime for the most part, anytime I'll post like, on my story is one thing, but if I make like an actual Instagram post about working out, I, I typically lose about 10 followers really? that day. Wow. Yeah. I, and, I, and this isn't like something that I just have, like, it's not something that happens one time. Consistently, I'll post something <laughs> about like, hey, I did this, this, and this today. Like, here's what I look like now. And the next day, it'll, I'll be like down 10, 8 to 10 followers. So it's really interesting. Wow. And I don't mind it because, like, if they don't, if they don't want to follow me, whatever, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. But yeah, for the people that it does make a difference for, I enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess going back to Crown now. Um. I guess back to DCI. Um. What um. What's your favorite show that you've marched so far? That's a that's a good so overall general favorite show mm-hmm. to perform was definitely Inferno. Okay. Um, that show, in my opinion, was, like, incredibly powerful. It was super fun being a member on the field that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was one of the people who, at the end of the show, got to run the gold banner to the back of the field. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, like, that moment is probably, like, the highlight of my drum corps career is, you know, running the banner and just, like, turning around and seeing the whole stadium light up for us. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Um but each year has had, you know, some really great things. Relentless was a lot of fun because the drone corps was a really powerful drone corps. We yeah. were strong and, you know, we took home three of the five performance captions. And for most of the members of that year, that was our first brass or visual trophy. Um, and then for the guard, you know, the first time they won color guard. Mm-hmm. But then it is had a lot of great members, like the people of the drone corps for it is was is what made that year special. But overall performance, like, if I could go back and march any show again, it would be Inferno. Okay. Um, so, 
do you believe you made the right choice when you chose Crown? Yeah, definitely. The um, after 2016, I had actually registered. I had paid the registration fee for the Blue Devils, and I had posted that I was marching, gonna march BD for 28 for 2017. And I talked to our caption heads, and I had kind of like cut off my ties with Crown. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just some some you know personal things that I was trying to work through, and I thought you know the Blue Devils have the answer for me. And then uh, I went to Grand Nationals, and the Crown usually has like a Grand Nats dinner where they all you know meet. So I was like, whatever, like I'll go, I'll see some of the people. It might be awkward, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a really long talk with a couple of the staff members there, and. They were able. They they were able to convince me to go. So that night, I called my section tech, and the next week was the audition camp, and I talked with Harloff and some of the other staff about staying. And uh, definitely is the this is the place to be for me. Yeah. My little brother's marching this year too, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, yeah. If you could perform any show that's not a crown show, what would it be? Uh, Blue Devils, 2010. 2010. And why is that? Yeah. Um, in my opinion, that that's like the first time that drum corps started putting the horn line, like forcing the horn line to dance, mm-hmm. not just do stock, you know, four-star arch vigils. Like, <clears throat> that, that kind of started pushing the activity into, you know, horn line members are expected to dance at the same level that the color guard is. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and like the show is really, it's like really creepy. It does, it's like the whole thing, there's not really a moment where it sounds good like the music the way it's written is really dissonant yeah. and it's really in your face and uh the ending i remember someone told me to watch it and i was like okay yeah whatever i'll like i'll spend 15 minutes i'll watch this bd show and the ending like gave me chills it freaked me out it was so cool all right well um that's all the questions i have for you um so I guess I can um, we can close this out. Um, so okay. I just want to say thank you for uh, letting me interview you. And um, yeah, no problem. 